right, we're back for Rehashables, episode five. Ready to roll, ready to dominate. It's December. Are you ready to go, pal? Yes, ending, uh, ending the year strong. Some final final month of the year. Got some good stuff in this past month, some stuff coming up. We haven't talked too much about what we've been watching this last month, so I'm anxious to hear kind of more what's on your list and what you've thought. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun conversation. I think we have some things that – I think a lot of the things I have watched are things that you have watched, and I'm always interested awesome. to see – what you've listened to. So it'll be a fun conversation. I'm actually interested to see how December goes. December's so crazy. Christmas stuff yesterday, personal stuff, Christmas party tomorrow, like all kinds of Christmas things. I think my ability to watch stuff will be a little bit limited, but I'm sure I can sneak a few things. There are a few things I'm excited about that we can chat about on the backside too. So um, so why don't you get started, pal? What did you watch? Tell me something good. What's your favorite thing? So my favorite thing that I watched this last month was uh, Loki season two. I I don't, did you did you end up you, you watched that right? I finished it, man. It was on my list. I freaking loved it, actually. I really liked season one. Yeah. And I wasn't that hyped for season two for whatever reason. Like Loki season one is probably my favorite MCU show or Disney Plus show. But the way things had been going for the MCU and Disney Plus, like I just wasn't excited about it. Like it took me, I think, four weeks, maybe three weeks before I finally started watching it, and then I kind of binged it to the point that it finished. But you really liked it. Oh, yeah, but your point, it's insane. You and I, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, there were no bigger MCU guys than, like, you and me. Even since the start of Disney+, Plus, the Disney Plus shows, we were all in with, like, WandaVision and Captain America and Winter Soldier or Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, And then Loki Season 1, and it started off really good. But then somewhere along the line, I think when, when things started coming out and people were viewing it and they started getting very negative reviews... Yeah. It was such a turnoff, and it became so complicated that I haven't watched a lot of stuff that they put out recently. I haven't watched Ant-Man, you're late to Guardians, any of their, their Disney Plus shows, the Marvels, She-Hulk, none of it was was really appealing to me. And then Loki came out, and I'm like, I think I want to watch it, but then start getting amazing reviews. And then I, 10 minutes into it, with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson and their chemistry, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, I forgot. I love the show. I love the concept. And those two are just such a great chemistry that I was kind of like all in. So. So Tom Hiddleston's the man, right? Like how is he not a bigger star than what he is? He, great question. He a few years ago, he had his name kind of thrown in, you know, made possibly with like the James Bond stuff when he was like, great James Bond. peak stuff. He dated T Swift yeah. for a while. Had a cup he of had, coffee with T Swift. Yeah. Had a cup of coffee with, with Taylor Swift. And then he's been in like a couple other things, but Loki's kind of his just defining role. And what was so good about this show is the art. If you would have talked about like Loki, the guy from the first Thor movie to which was like 12 years ago or, or whatever, when, when it came out and have his whole arc be told and him be as of now, honestly, probably one of the top three MCU characters there are, I would have been shocked, but they did an amazing job with his character and the acting was incredible. It was a great job by, by Disney plus and by Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Great redemption arc for him. So I agree with you about him being a top three MCU character. Right um, now. Who's, who's the top three though. I think of Robert Downey Jr. As. Oh yeah. Still, but, like, but, but it's like, who's carrying it still? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Chris Evans gone. So, you know, yeah. So like if I, if you were like, okay, what are the, oof, man, it is tough. Like what's the big three of MCU overall. It's probably Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Chris Evans, Captain America, and then Chris Hemsworth, Thor. But, like, you know, maybe Loki's a 3B along with 
with Thor, but he's definitely in that conversation. Well, it's because they mentioned it because the MCU's yeah first part post Endgame is is having people carry the torch, you know, because you know Iron Man's gone, Captain America's gone, Spider Man at No Way Home. I love Spider-Man. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but like the way they kind of ended it was like, is his, his, his recent comments, like he might be done. And Loki though, this had some finality to, to Loki's yeah. character too in this one. So anyway, he was great, but I, their best decision, I felt like with this show was bringing Owen Wilson on. He's the man. He's the same guy. He's literally Owen Wilson in everything. He's, he is like one of those guys. Guy, you could tell me that characters, uh, um, Morbius, is, Morbius is from the same universe as Wedding Crashers, and I believe Ooh. it's like literally the same character yeah. in all movies, but it's a great damn character. He's awesome. Owen Wilson seems like a guy. That'd be a great hang. Like, just a fun time. Cool dude. Yeah. So that, that's it. And now getting into like the season at, as a whole, like, so what did you think of, of the season? Because I loved it, but it was quite, it was complicated. It was like a lot of a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. It was a lot different than the first season. Like it was very focused on what is it, the uh TVA? Mm-hmm. Very focused on that, like very locked into like the time stuff. And I think people have a hard time with any storyline and anything that has to do with like time, bouncing back and forth in time, multiverses, things like that. I love that stuff. So for me it's like, you know, give me an IV into my veins about that sort of stuff. But like, I could see as I'm watching it, that it's probably a lot for just like an average person that's scrolling yeah. through Disney plus and just says like, Hey, I want to watch Loki. Cause I like MCU stuff. But I'm glad they didn't like dumb it down. They really made it simple. You know, their big addition this year, short round, my yeah. Academy Award winning Kihu Kwan uh, or whatever. He was an awesome addition. I thought this year, I, I love seeing that guy do well because Short Round and, and Temple of Doom is like one of my, my favorite characters. He was a great addition to the cast. He's like, he was a perfectly cast actor for the role that he played in the show. Just like a very smart guy, but like just a little weird and quirky. He's great. Great addition. So do you think, because yeah, this is my, my thing while watching this, obviously everything with Kang, a lot of stuff, they put all their chips into the Kang basket. MCU did, you know, post Thanos to see you know, because Thanos was such a great bad guy, they put all their their chips in here. But Jonathan Majors, he's going through some major issues. Do you think they've they pivoted the storytelling? Do you think this was their vision all along, or do you, do you still think Kang's going to play a role? Or what did you think about how it ended? I was obviously thinking the exact same thing, but also because I've read a lot about everything going on with him leading up to where they are now, it made me wonder. If I didn't know everything that was going on with him, I would think that there's still plenty of door open for mm-hmm. him to have a role in the MCU. I could also see how they could potentially never show him again on screen. But I mm-hmm. do I do think it's up in the air. Do you think it's definitive as to what's going on with him? No, I mean, I guess because I believe you're not. Again, we still talked about dropping the ball with MCU stuff. I've not seen Ant-Man in Quantumania, which he was like the main bad guy in yeah. really advanced his story, but also came out before all of his legal troubles. But I guess how that ended was very much open and a bunch of different Kangs from the multiverse were, were coming together. But, you know, with Loki kind of taking over the, the timelines and him sitting on that throne and finally kind of having that purpose, I almost felt like were they pushing Kang 
was was it a way out? Was it a way for them to pivot? And I don't know if that was their plan, but I definitely see a path that they can pivot, move away from Kang, and get another storyline going. Well, Jonathan Majors had a big role in the season as Victor <laughs> Timely, but not as big of a role as Kang. You know, like Kang yeah. was in that last episode yeah. and he had a good scene, but like if that was the end of Kang, I think it was a little bit of a letdown for me because of what I had heard about that character yeah. and what the potential there is for him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I bet you we never see him again, if I had to guess. Although there is a Avengers movie, I think it's the Kang Dynasty maybe is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And they did just attach a writer to that movie. So, I mean, then that kind of implies that they are going to move forward with it. But I don't know, man. Seems right. like that guy's... Right, I think there was another writer on it, and they replaced it with a new guy. Yeah, but just so the we'll fact see. that they are yeah. attaching a new writer to it, you know, it, it would be one thing if, oh, hey, the writer left the Kang Dynasty, and then it just kind of disappears, and you never really hear anything again. For them to come out and be like, oh yeah, we have a new writer for that movie, sounds like it's moving forward. I don't know, man. Everyone loves a redemption story. I actually do not know the details of what he did. Kind of numb to it, unfortunately, just because it seems like there's so many stories like this all the time, where you know, an actor. I don't know if it's a sexual assault or beating up a girlfriend or beating up someone. It's just like freaking happens all the time, unfortunately. So I just kind of tune out to it. But I do know that there was something that happened with him. And I don't know if he's redeemable or not. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, you know, real quick, kind of putting a bow on this. What was your interpretation of the end? Because some people might not. And I need to to like read stuff. Like, what was your interpretation of the ending of the season? So Loki is basically controlling all the timelines at this point. Yeah. I mean, he basically kind of had to, he, I felt like through the last, the last season, specifically the last episode, he was realizing that how he had some ability to control time and was focusing on controlling time. And at the end, he realized the only way to make basically the TVA timeline exploding was he had to sacrifice himself. And in order to do that, he had to go out and was controlling all the timelines and sitting in this throne and kind of being almost a Kang character. Uh, so what is that? that. Like, do you ever think, or am I a weirdo? Like, okay, so he's just like sitting on a throne, like with his hands like this, just holding Dude. these green things. And that's represent yeah. the timeline. Like, what about having some oh. breakfast? What about going to the bathroom? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? It's like that guy at the end of Severance season one. And just putting the, <laughs> holding the, the two things together. Only times a million. Yeah. So, <laughs> Is he a different being now? Is he, is he even like Loki? It's definitely a strange thing because it ended, you know, with Owen Wilson's character kind of looking at his timeline with his kids and kind of reminiscing all that kind of stuff. And Loki was definitely watching that. So just interesting. And I can't imagine we're not seeing Loki again somehow. I very much think the door is open for Loki. And I haven't heard that he's had enough of it yet. So yeah. good redemption. He's like on the upswing right now. I think he could be potentially a hero in some of the future movies. I hope so. I mean, Thor is not done. Chris Hemsworth is not done with Thor. So there is some potential closure to that relationship too. And I hope they keep it going, man. Like I said, I could use more Tom Hiddleston. They should cast him as James Bond. I would right now, if I had any control yeah. over it. He's a freaking awesome actor. Um, he's dynamic on screen. So very happy with the season. You notice every single, how many hair flips do you think he does? You notice that? <laughs> the guy literally does this in every single scene. I think it's like his signature move. It's just hilarious. He I has great it. hair. There's no doubt about great it. Hair. Phenomenal hair. So best hair in the, in the multiverse. No question about it. The last thing I want to say, that was only six episodes, that show. Yes. So not a big commitment. So if you're thinking about watching it, we obviously like it. Give it a shot. Six episodes. Easy watch. 
and you do have to have season one, though. I do think you have to watch season one. Of course. Right. I mean, yes, it's not a standalone. Yes, it's been a few years. I need a little refresher about what kind of... And honestly, like, I don't know if anyone does this except for me and maybe you. Like, this is a great show to listen to podcasts about, watch Love YouTube it. videos about. Like, there's some great content out there, people breaking things down and giving their interpretation. And that's, like, kind of the thing that I like about TV shows in general where, like, you can think about them beyond just actually watching the show. Like, what does that mean? And a lot of times these people, when they're making these shows, they're hiding things in there and there's callbacks to previous episodes or callbacks to other things. For me, that makes TV viewing worth it. I mean, if I wanted something that didn't include that, I would watch freaking CSI Miami or something like that. And it's just like very straightforward and you just kind of move on from it. Like that's what makes these shows kind of fun for me is that I can consume things outside of the show. So I mean, goes back to our last days, which was the first show I felt like that we did where, like, you just enhanced the viewing experience so much to watch it. Let's do a, re a recap pod, watch a video on YouTube. A speculation pod. Yeah, dude. There's no doubt that was a great show. Number one show in my life, probably ever. <laughs> but there's no doubt it is because of all the stuff outside of the actual show that I read or listened to along with it. So, I don't know, man. We have some recommendations for those sort of things. So, hit me up. I'm happy to share some websites, uh, some YouTube channels, all that fun stuff. So, um, okay, ready for my next one? Yeah. Next one is not a new movie, came out last year, at least I think it came out last year, and it's The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Finally watched it. I don't know why I watched it. I was just looking for something to watch, and I had not watched it up until this point because it's a long movie. It's like three hours long. And I was like, when am I going to watch a three-hour movie? And I like Batman just as much as the next guy. And for whatever reason, I'm like, you know what? Finally watching this. I'm in the right mood for it. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was incredible. I'm so happy to hear that. I, I saw that. I did see this in the theater. I love this movie. I love Robert Pattinson's version of Ooh. Bruce Wayne and Batman. The the music in this film. Again, like the soundtrack was so good. I, I remember just like listening to the soundtrack. I walked down like a weirdo afterwards and just wanted to serve vengeance. Like only certain people refer to him as Batman. I think he refers to himself as vengeance in this movie. It's like an earlier version of Batman love everything they did with it, man. I really do. Before I get to the movie, I want to say you're talking about walking around, listening to the freaking soundtrack. I'm walking around listening to the trailer. I don't know if you remember the trailer, but like has that Nirvana song in it and the cuts. My favorite movie trailer that I've ever seen. I like, I don't know why, like I don't, obsess over movie trailers. I'm not obsessing over this one, but like I have listened to it more than any other movie trailer times a million because I think that the music is that good and the cuts are that good. So anyways, check awesome. out that trailer. But um, yes. this movie reminded me of Seven. I don't know. And maybe that's kind of why I liked it so much. Sure. They have the Riddler as kind of this like serial killer type guy. And it's kind of funny when you think of this version of the Riddler versus mm -hmm. like the Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah, and like what the Riddler was back with the what's his name, you know, the Adam West Batman, which we used to watch all those as a kid. It was great, but like this Riddler is a freaking scary dude. You know, he's a messed up, crazy dude. Awesome portrayal. Again, it, it was like watching Seven combined with Batman, and you know, what's he gonna do next, and all the mystery that is involved in that. And I thought they did a great job with the Riddler choice. All of the characters, and you're 100% right, because people go, I mean, all, all these superhero movies, the villains kind of take the cake, you know what I mean? It's like, because Batman has such good villains, and so they can't keep doing the Joker, they you know what I mean? They can't keep doing this stuff, so they went the Riddler, and and then also, I'll, I'll side B villain, 
was Colin Farrell's Penguin, which was such a gritty, realistic, it wasn't, like you said, Tim Burton's Batman back in the day. This is like very, like real life people, murder, mystery kind of stuff. Very, very grounded version of Batman, which was awesome. You could make this movie and not have Batman in it and it still be like cool. a pretty freaking cool movie. I mean, obviously there's some aspects of the fact that there's Batman involved that makes it a certain way, but like, you know, if you just made this be like some vigilante guy for for Batman that didn't necessarily dress as a bat, it would be an awesome movie on its own because well, the other villains and everyone else is so realistic. They're kind of doing that. Yeah. With with uh the Penguin show yeah. that's gonna be coming HBO uh next year with Colin Farrell. So it's it's just a cool universe that they, they created, but you could not have said it any better with saying this was seven. You know, seven yeah. mixed with Batman. And if you liked seven, which is David Fincher incredible all-time movie, it's just so good. And the whole cast, I mean it's Jeffrey Wright who played Commissioner Gordon, who did great Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman was awesome. Jeremy Irons as as the butler what's uh, what's his name? Albert? The guy that played Gollum. Uh, oh in circus was, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. It was. He was incredible. It wasn't yeah. Jeremy Irons was Ben Affleck's. Yeah. Um, but Andy Serkis. You're making me question guy. everything you'd say about this movie. So just. I, well, <laughs> listen. The Batman movie just came out like three years ago. So it shows that when this one came out, like, I was probably doing enough. Bat- I mean, there's literally was still like Ben Affleck was still Batman in the Flash movie that just came out. So it was kind of confusing as to what universe it was. But this Matt Reeves universe that he created was great. Robert Pattinson, man, is such a good actor, you know? Totally. And I want to get back to the Robert Pattinson thing in a second. I want to mention the Penguin. Mm -hmm. Because you would never know that that was Colin Farrell. That was some just like great prosthetics. makes me wonder why they even cast him. Obviously, he's a good actor. So that's obviously why they cast him. But like... Not because he looks like the penguin, dude. And when you look at the way he looks on the screen, like, why not cast a guy that like looks like what you're trying to to do? Not like this good looking guy with this freaking prosthetic mask. But I thought they did a great job with that character. Great job with that character. Unrecognizable and he's like a villain character, but moves the story along perfectly with that, and just did a did a great a great job with that. Robert Pattinson is Batman. So. Batman's tough. There's obviously great character, but like it's tough to realistically think that you could have a Bruce Wayne person in the world and have them be a Batman and not have people realize it. Like for me, it's always going to be tough to wrap my head around the voice that a, the Batman would have versus like what they really are. You know, yeah. like, I just don't know that there's a good way to do it. Like he can't just talk like Bruce Wayne when he's as yeah. Batman because then it was just. It's just too obvious. Uh, so it takes me a little bit out of it when I see that. But I did like Bruce Wayne's like recluse type version of Bruce Wayne. Also kind of cool yeah. that his manner or whatever in the back cave were like, was in the middle of the city. I, I thought that was different than, I don't know if it was like in a skyscraper. So I thought that that was like a little bit, just a little no, bit different than no, what you I, see I, as opposed I, to like this manor out on the hillside and you're driving in the woods to get to the Batcave and all this stuff. It was like a different version of a Batcave like in the city. They needed to do something different. They mm-hmm. needed to, to change it up. It couldn't be, you know, Christian Bale's, you know, kind of playboy uh, Batman. They made him, like you said, a recluse is a perfect word, you know, and he would come back at nighttime and he'd have to get taken care of and he would sleep all day and then go out at nighttime. Mm-hmm. 
But remember, remember when people announced that it was going to be him? What they think? As opinion, people me. were surprised. He was great. I look forward to them doing many movies with him as Batman. I think he's a a great Batman. Um, whether or not he's like the best one is yet to be told. I actually I did a little poll on Instagram. People answered it. I think I think a little. I think people gave too much credit to Michael Keaton. I think it was more a nostalgia thing than yeah. than anything. I mean, yeah, he was a fine Batman, but like it's not like I, I you know again he was a fine Batman. But I actually think like and this might be my nostalgia is I thought Christian Bale was a great Batman. Like he looked like a good Bruce Wayne and he looked like a good Batman. And that was a, he was a great choice for that role. So he's the he's best. Our, he's our, no question. But this one with Pat, cause you know, with you look at the Michael Keaton ones again, the fighting scenes are just hilarious. This one, I mean, was so damn physical. Just that opening scene. Remember the opening scene in the subway and all those guys, versus the skeleton, the, the punching. And that was in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like the, the sound mixing and like, this is a violent, it's rated R, right? I'm pretty sure the movie's rated R. Was Gotta it be. or PG-13? Gotta be, yeah. Definitely so, the most violent. So love that movie. Highly recommend it. I, I do want to talk about Gotham for one sec. Worst place to live. I was going to say, Gotham, like, why would you live there? Place freaking sucks. The, 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 it's always raining. It's <laughs> never sunny at all. This literally every cop is corrupt. Um, <laughs> maybe there's like a good food scene or like a nightlight. I have no great idea. Restaurant scene in Gotham. Great, like a lot of foodie, foodies like live there. So my God, there's not one thing that is appealing about living in Gotham. Yeah. Place is the freaking worst. You know, getting back to seven for a second. I don't know if I heard like a David Fincher interview or something. It was like, I think they made a concerted effort to always make it raining when they were outside or nighttime. I'm like, that's must be a concerted effort in this movie. It is always raining and dark there's never like a nice sunny day i think maybe the last last scene like you start seeing some sun and it looks like it's going to be a decent day out but like man that place weather sucks there it's just a freaking nightmare of a place to live get the hell out of gotham <laughs> <laughs> therapists are doing amazing um but what, one thing i do want to mention though because i thought this scene was incredible was the final fight scene at the arena with the music and when Batman kind of came, dropped in, the music was hitting. I thought that was because it, dra- it, it dragged on a little. There was a yeah, little bit. Yeah, long, that, for sure. Yeah, that last like like probably could have cut it by twenty minutes. But that fight scene, man, was freaking awesome. I thought it was so well done. Yeah, great scene, dude. So add it to your list if you're still listening yep. at this point. Add it to the list. Yes, yes, correct. I know we're we're cruising right along, two in right now at this. So I'll kind of what do you got? So next, I'm going to stay on David Fincher because we talked about him a little bit. I watched David Fincher's new movie with um, Michael Fassbender on Netflix called The Killer. Oh, um, nice. I want to watch that. It, yeah, it got, it got a lot of hype getting into because Fincher, you know, we talked about, you know, guy did Seven, did Social Network, did Gone Girl. He's made some of the most, you yeah. know, the best movies in the last 25 years. So when this one came out and Fassbender, who's the lead guy in it, loved, you know, always enjoyed everything Fassbender was in. I thought it was really good. I don't think it was great. I thought the opening 30 minutes were amazing and really got you into it. And then it kind of dragged. So I wouldn't say I recommend it to everybody. But if you are a Fincher fan and a Michael Fassbender fan, it was a great assassin kind of movie where he has to kill some people. And it's well done. It was less than two hours. Nothing a huge commitment. It was a good movie. So, Who else is in it besides Fassbender? Tilda Swinton. Um, yep. is the only other person that you would possibly recognize. And I don't even know if you know who Tilda Swinton is. Absolutely. So, she's very, she has a very distinct look. 
She does. Very. She looks, you know, there's a picture of her and David Bowie, which I don't know if they're siblings or not, but they look very similar. Her and David Bowie. Brother and sister. They could be brothers. They look a lot, uh, a lot alike. But most of the movie is Michael Fassbender uh, narrating it. You don't know who his name is. He, the first 30 minutes are him kind of doing this assassination. And it takes off from there. So I don't think I want to spend a ton of time on it. But if you're into like a good, fast-paced David Fincher kind of movie, The Killer on Netflix is, is worth a watch. So. I heard just okay things about it. Kind yes. of like what you were saying. You know, so like the, the reviews or the things that I had seen on maybe Twitter or whatever aren't that it's like a A-plus movie or a must-see. It's just kind of like what you said. So maybe get to it at some point. Like Fastbender as much as the next guy, but like I'm not like this crazy Fastbender fan. So it's... it's, it's Fincher's, what you know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah, like yeah, Seven, Gone Girl, Zodiac, Social Network, Fight Club, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The guy's resume is ridiculous. So when he makes a movie, people always kind of they they watch, you yeah. know. So that, that's all the time I really want to take on. All right, kill him. Keep it in mind. Okay, next one for me. I only have two more, and they're both fairly similar. But I want to start with this one, and it's the Sly documentary on Netflix. Yeah. You watch this? No, I've watched. I. I not watch this one. I've watched the Arnold one, but I know you said you watched the, the Sly one. And, and I so watched the Sly one, and I watched it because it was only like, I think it was a couple hours, nothing super long. It was interesting. I didn't love it as much as the next thing that I'll talk about, but it's worth checking out if you like Sly. I mean, for us, like, growing up, it's like Sly and Arnold were the guys. Rocky Four is it's probably the movie I've watched most in my life. I would have yeah. to guess. I don't know. I mean, it's probably a couple that are close, but Rocky four is definitely that like top three, most watched movie. Love Sly. This was a very interesting. I learned some things about Sly that I didn't know before. And I just kind of leave it at that relationship with his dad. was really interesting to me, just like how he was as a, as a student and as a kid growing up, you know, you might not realize that he's from New York. You know, you like, I just, I always, I, I guess I didn't realize that that's where he's from. So you get, get a lot of context to his life. I thought it could have been a little bit more compelling, but the guy's definitely had a freaking interesting life, man. He's old. He's old and he really looks good. He's jacked. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't say he's, he looks good because he looks like he's had some work done on him yeah, over the years. Little, yeah. little so it's like weird, yeah. like those Hollywood guys that age and then they look a little bit not like what they really should look like. But he's in freaking good shape, man. He's a, he's a big dude. But you said growing up with him, he, him and Arnold were the guys. Like we watched, I mean, minus all the Rocky films, which I absolutely loved and were my favorite things watching up. I loved, you know, Cliffhanger was was also a, a movie that was phenomenal. Obviously, Rambo. Watch that, you know, in the background. I, was another, I have know, never watched Rambo. First Blood, the first one? No, none of them. Only one, yeah, the first one. So yeah, neither. After the Sly Doc, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch Rambo. It's going to be one of my things for our podcast. And I actually think I will make it one of our things before long. Yeah. But like, do you know that there is no place streaming Rambo for free? Like I would have, and I'll probably just spend the money, which is fine. I think you can buy all five of them for 25 bucks. So maybe I'll just pull the trigger on it. But I was kind of just hoping that I could get the first one on Amazon Prime or mm -hmm. something, you know, but none of the Rambo movies show up on any streaming services for free. And I feel like that's the type of movie that would be absolutely on. And it's probably less than an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, and then he's kind of had a, you know, in the 2000s, 2010s, he had the resurgence with Rocky Balboa, which I really loved. And then he was nominated for a freaking Oscar for Creed, you know, yeah. and did incredible with Creed and, and that character and stuff, too. So that's awesome. I'm glad you watched yeah, it. Um, he has a role in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is cool. So yeah. he's in the MCU on a kind of a fringe basis. And he had Expendable 4 come out not that long ago. So 
he's still doing stuff. I would like to see him be in another Creed movie, though. Just kind of close the loop once and for all. I don't know any reason why he wasn't in Creed 3. I'm sure there was more to it. But it'd be nice to see him kind of just wrap things up yeah. well one last time. I think they can do it well. He had some negative stuff to say about like the Creed universe and the direction that it's kind of yeah. going. Because I think they're making like a Dracula movie now and all that kind of stuff too. But guy's the man, you know? Rocky Four, like you said, it just that was peak, peak for us, you know, and done. And in the Cold War, man. And then the Cold War again. But his he's like a rag to riches story. You know what I mean? He bet with Rocky One, he bet on himself and other people wanted to buy the movie from him, right? And, and cast somebody else as Rocky, and he said no and and then he and won a category. They talk about that. Obviously, Rocky One is a pivot point in his life where things could have went one of two directions, and it went the good way for him. And he obviously yep. had the career that he's had and the life that he had. He talks a lot about family and stuff in it too. And um, if you're a Sly fan, it's worth checking out. Awesome, cool. Thank you for for bringing that one up. Glad you watched that. Yes. Right. I got a few more things here. I think we talked about it last month, and I got a chance to watch it on Netflix. Was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? So, nice, dude, I, I love this kind of character, and this is the obviously a, a sequel movie. It's an animated movie, you know. And some people that immediately turns people off. I think what they've done with this character, Miles Morales as Spider-Man, it's a completely different take on all of the other Spider-Man stuff that we've seen. It's a unique concept with a great cast and. God damn, I love these movies. I yeah. think this is probably my favorite thing that I've watched this month. The first one was so good. And there was a scene we talked about called a Leap of Faith scene with the music and how the ending was animated that I watch frequently. It's one of my channels that I love to like rewatch movie scenes on. And this one had a similar a similar section of that, but it's just it's a good, a really, really, really good story. And if you like Spider-Man, I, I could not recommend this one enough. First one is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? Correct. Yep, and, and now then... it's across the spider Yeah, so it's kind of like Loki. It's a lot of multiverse kind of stuff, and there's a bunch of different Spider-Mans. Every universe has a Spider-Man, and basically they all kind of come together, and certain things happen. It's still multiverse stuff, but it makes sense, and Miles Morales is just a, a good take on Spider-Man. Is it better than the first one? I still think the first one is slightly better because it first one that had one of my favorite MCU villains, Kingpin. I think Kingpin is just an incredible MCU villain. He was the main guy in the first yeah. one. The first one was incredible. Yeah, I, it was really I, good. One of my favorite superhero movies uh, I think I've ever watched. I love that movie. This one I wouldn't say is as good. It's a little bit below it, but still really, really The strong. fact that it's close speaks highly enough about it, so it's worth checking yeah. out. I've tried to like, I've tried to get the kids to watch it. Like, hey, guys, let's give the Spider-Man movie a, a chance just because, obviously, I would like to watch it at some point. And it's hard for me to find the time sometimes. But no no interest by them. But that is the top of the list for me. So maybe I'll make a point to watch it next week and we can kind of dig into some yeah, of the stuff. That animated movie, it's really not a kid movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah there are, like, but it's, people, people definitely don't watch this movie because they think it's a cartoon it's hmm. for kids. But it's definitely not. And it's incredible storytelling. And this is a part one of a sequel. It ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And again, great cast in this. Haley Seinfeld's in it a, a lot, you know, who's in the MC universe, but Oscar Isaac, Jason Schwartzman, Je Jake Johnson, who's awesome for New Girl. Yep. It's a really good movie and some good laughs. So I think saying it's a cartoon undersells a little bit. Like that animation in this is insane. Kind of unlike any other cartoon that you really would have ever no. seen. It's pretty unique. 
And then besides yeah. that, the music is was great in the first one. I assume the music was great in this one. I think it won an Academy Award for Best uh, Regional Song. Man, incredible, incredible soundtrack for this. Yeah. It's on yes. the top of the list for me. So um, Yeah, that's that's for that's my my next one. I'll probably watch that before too long. So nice. Thanks for mentioning. I'm glad you watched it. Bum that you beat me to it. I wish I would have lined it up with you, but maybe we can nah. dig into some of the more spoilery stuff next time. Yep. All right, last one for me. If I watched Sly, I had to watch Arnold. And I know you're watching Arnold right now, but... No, I finished it. Oh, you did finish oh, okay. it. I, I watched Arnold a couple months ago. I, I, oh, okay, yeah. so you've seen it. More I freaking... Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Like, I, I liked Sly, and, and honestly, maybe I would be higher on Sly if I hadn't seen Arnold. And it's honestly not fair to compare them, kind of, because Sly has his one hour and a half, two hour documentary. And there's basically three of those for Arnold that breaks it down into three parts of his career. First part's the bodybuilding part. Second part is the actor, you know, movie star, action hero part. And then the third one is the politician part. And I thought each one of the three were incredibly well done. And dude, Arnold's one of a kind, man. Like, I don't know, like I've always loved Arnold, but like this just kind of like put him up on a pedestal for me. Like, I don't know anyone that, has ever done quite what he has done being a guy that comes from Austria, you know, English is a second language. Obviously he had this physique to be this amazing bodybuilder, but like he took that and found his way to the United States. And he is a version of the American dream, like an extreme version of the American dream where he went from rags to riches to, to an all time bodybuilder, to an all time action hero, to a freaking governor of California. And if he was born in the United States, Honestly, he'd probably be president of the United States. 100%. Like, that's what I thought watching. Like, they should change the rules for him because, like, he's just, he's good, man. What'd you think? So, well, so which one did you watch first? Well, I watched it in order. The bodybuilder. Like, I just. No, I'm sorry. Arnold or Sly? Sly. Okay. So, okay. Because I, I, and I heard it too. The Arnold one was so good. And how they did it in the three parts. Stuff I didn't know about him growing up in Austria with his dad and his dad being in the war. And they were in just terrible, terrible lifestyle. Um, Arnold in the ni- late 80s and 90s, there was no – you were talking about Sly. Arnold was a bigger star than Sly. I mean, the movies that he was coming out with because he was an action star, but he was funny. It, 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 I loved watching it. I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. But I thought the best one was the third episode about him, the, the political stuff. I think it's the one I knew least about. And honestly, mm-hmm. trust me, dude, I did not know a lot about his bodybuilding career, but I knew even less about his politician career. Like, yep. just what a crazy thing to think you're the biggest movie star in the world and then you're going to run for governor and win twice. Yes, was it a special election? Yes. Would he have maybe not made it out of the primary to be the actual candidate? Maybe. But, like, it happened the way it happened, and he was governor for, for a long time. And it seemed like he had a different approach to government. And it was a fairly bipartisan approach and finding ways to work together. And I thought it was a good message for people to see, you know, that, that's maybe how politics can work. Absolutely. It was so, cause they obviously coming married to Maria Shriver coming from the biggest Democrat yeah. family in the country. And then he runs as a Republican. It was, it was really, really, really well done. And that I was interested to see his lifestyle now because the guy just like lives at his home with his like donkeys and smokes his cigars and, Lives his life. Felt bad for him a little bit. I don't know if that was yeah. what the intention was, but through this all, he I mean he he lost his family. He, he had a kid with the maid, and Maria Shriver left him. And you know they talk about that other kid in the dock, and they show some of his kids. And you know I don't know how he feels about it, but like it it was kind of sad to just see him seem like 
yes, he's had all these accomplishments. Now he's a very old man. He looks older than Sly does at this point, and he might be a little bit older. Like he's aged more, and he is in this very nice place out in the mountains. Got his like he said donkeys, but he seemed like by himself, you know. And he talks about his family and stuff. So that part's a bummer. But what a freaking life that guy's lived. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned him last time. His son Patrick Schwarzenegger and the boy spinoff Gen V, who's doing a, doing a great job. You didn't see him too much in the in the doc, but yeah, it's good they to have a picture of him. I think I did yeah, not realize. Yeah. So getting back to our episode from last week, Gen V. One of the main characters is Arnold's son. And you wouldn't think that looking at it. Like, he does probably look a little bit more like Maria Shriver. So, well, I brought Arnold's other kid with them. I mean, there's no... You can't deny that that's Arnold's son when you see it. Like, probably when he was, like, four years old, you were like, something's not right here. And the fact that it even took as long as it did for them to find out that Arnold had a kid with the maid, like, that kid is definitely Arnold's kid. So, but when I think of the things that I watched this month, like I do think Loki is probably my favorite. Uh, God damn, it is tough because I didn't really did like between Batman. this and Arnold. Between that, you and know, Arnold? I, I guess I generally like things like Batman and Loki more. Like that is my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I I would even think about putting Arnold above it just shows you how good Arnold is. If you're in the mood to watch a doc about a guy mm-hmm. that you've have some relationship with in your life if you're my age you know whether or not you were an arnold person or into his movies like you know who arnold schwarzenegger is you watch this doc you'll have a totally different view of him and you'll be amazed at what he has accomplished in these three parts of his life again i pure american dream i don't know that there's been someone that's been more accomplished in three different things than he has i love it man. i'm so happy you watched it great yeah. stuff so what else you got last one so i got so i got <laughs> I have three more, actually, real quick. Two, two is like kind of – yeah, I'll so, go through real quick. Two of them are documentaries on Netflix. I, I freaking love these, and that's why I want to make sure I mentioned it. And I don't even know if you've heard of them. First one is called The Volcano, Rescue from Wakari. Okay? Have you even okay. heard about this? No. This, okay. So what this is was in New Zealand, there's this little island off of New Zealand where a volcano is called Wakari. Okay? It's a tourist attraction. It's about an hour and a half boat ride to this volcano, an active volcano, and they'd go to it and they'd walk around for a little bit and then they'd come back. Well, this story was back in 2015. While a group of tourists were there, the volcano erupted, like while they were on the island. They didn't know it was happening, and the story's insane. It was it, and you like think like, okay, a volcano erupt? Like, how do you not know a volcano is going to erupt or if it erupts, like? Lava is going to come in. You don't, like, you don't even know what a volcano eruption looks like. It was goddamn petrifying. Like, just was there a lot people... of found footage type stuff, cell phone video stuff? or is Yeah, it... there were a lot of cell phone videos and interviews with the survivors and like the process of getting these people off the island and the, the pain they were in. I don't want to like give anything away, but it is a harrowing story. Like, I, I did not know about this that had happened. I thought it was just an incredible story of survival and really, really, really well done. So, did you were you browsing and something about it caught your eye, or did you hear about it someplace? I I was browsing, and my next documentary we'll talk about in a second something kind of similar, and I thought that was so good. I just kind of watched the trailer to this, and I'm like, oh, this is a good hour and a half watch. It just looks interesting, and I watched it, was blown away by. So wow, love it. That dude. was that Not was on great. my radar at all. So my other one crushing it this month, absolutely crushing it this month with with content. The other one is called Aftershock, Everest, and the Nepal earthquake. A similar kind of like, you know, natural, you know, disaster kind of situation. But there's a huge 
earthquake that happened in uh, Nepal back in 2015 as well. I think, okay, so the volcano was a little bit later, but back in 2015, it follows three groups of people, this terrible earthquake that happens while people are climbing Everest, people in the city of Kathmandu, and this other little village in Nepal, and it follows these three things. And this, again, story of survival of how bad this earthquake was, was just, a, it was a great, very fascinating documentary. Love it, dude. Same thing as this one, browsing, and you just saw it? No, this was recommended to us as a three-episode thing. And I love to always get a documentary. Mine, you got two this month. I, I like to watch the documentary series and stuff, just pretty fascinating topics. So this was a really good one that I enjoyed. My two are on so, Netflix. These two are on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is the place to go for docs, man. They're crushing it right now because they have a lot of big sports documentaries on there, which we've talked about in the past. And it's pop out of nowhere, you know? So That's the best part about it. Yeah. You know, it's like you just – there's a couple of things I want to mention before we go that are coming up. You don't even realize these things are coming up and then you hear something that's like, oh yeah, it's going to be on Netflix in two weeks or two days. Yeah. It's just, it's great. So last those two, that's kind of a uh, two for with one thing. And then the last thing I watched last night, I don't know, it's just because I've seen it from everywhere on Twitter right now. It's available to, to rent and buy on, on Apple. Have you heard of the movie The Holdovers at all? Do you know anything about this? The Holdovers. Never heard of it. So it's, Paul Giamatti, who is awesome. I'm sure you know who Paul, Paul Giamatti is. And this other actor, you, you don't know who he is. His name's Dominic Sessa, who was amazing. Essentially, it takes place in this boarding school in, we think it's Vermont. They don't really say it. But um, a lot of people leave for Christmas break. It is, I wouldn't consider it a Christmas movie, but it takes place during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like... Santa Claus and like yeah. the spirit of Christmas, but it takes place over, over Christmas time. And the reason I watch this is because I've seen it everywhere. Our Barstool guys have been tweeting about it a ton. It's got a 96% uh, rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Other people on Instagram have been sharing it and saying, you got to watch it. So Heather and I watched it last night and about a two hour movie. Well, this boarding school that shuts down for Christmas, but this, this kid can't go home with his family for certain reasons. So he stays with this very grumpy professor, Paul Giamatti, and their relationship kind of blossoms. Um, it's a very simple story, and I loved it. So just wanted to really get that out there, the holdovers to put it on people's radar. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. That's cool. So that's yeah. everything for the month. That's everything for the month. And yeah, that's all. So solid month especially for you. You were doing some work this month. Holy cow. In summary, I watched the Loki, Batman, Sly and Arnold. You watched also Loki, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What's the one with Fassbender called? The Killer. The Killer. Then Volcano Rescue from Vicaro. Volcari. Yep. Volcari. That was close. Aftershock. Yeah. Yeah, that was close. You know, a little bit of mom coming out in me there where I just kind of throw it out there and I'm way off, but it's all good. And, is then, there, and then that was it. You know, I mean, that was a good, good month. There's actually a few other things too. So really, really was feeling it this month. Holy um, Anything in particular you're looking forward to watching coming up that you might sneak in for our next podcast? Definitely. I watched season one of, of Monarch, the Godzilla, Apple. Apple we'll watch that. That's on the radar. I started that too. It's like made uh, for us. <laughs> With Kurt Russell specifically and his son in, in that. alone. And I love the Godzilla stuff. And the other thing I want to watch, I mentioned to you, was Godzilla Minus One, which is the Japanese Godzilla movie that's getting ridiculously yeah. good reviews right Where now. Can I watch that? Got, what? Where can I watch that? I think you can watch it on, on, buy it on Apple. Okay. 
because people have been posting about that. I'm saying it's the best Godzilla movie of all time. So next January could be a Godzilla month. Um, that Godzilla pod, yeah. Godzilla pod. Yeah, I love Godzilla and I love that whole universe they created. But that was it. And then Invincible, which I know we talked about. I'll finish that right before next month. A couple things to put on your radar that are probably not on your radar at all. There's this new movie on Netflix. I think it just came out yesterday called Leave the World Behind. Have you heard about this? Tell me more about it. Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Marshala Ali. I think I nailed that actually, yeah. his name. And end of the world type stuff. Obviously a great cast. I have not read about the reviews. I think it's probably more middle of the road type reviews. But anytime Netflix throws these big stars together with like that premise, something that I'm probably going to want to watch. Um, reminds me of like, don't look up, you know, just like yeah. good actors. End of the world stuff is again, right up my alley, apocalypse type stuff. So that's on my radar. I'll probably check that out. And have you heard of something called Rebel Moon? Have we talked about this? Is it a video game or is it anime? Not a video game, not an anime. It's a Zack Snyder movie. Okay. Zack Snyder, he has this like new sci-fi epic coming out on Netflix, end of the month, very much modeled after like Dune, Star Wars, but it's his own thing. The trailer is freaking awesome. Part one comes out end of December. Part two comes out, I think, in April. Getting a lot of buzz. I'm seeing a lot on those YouTube channels that we watch, like New Rockstars, Emergency Awesome, some of the other ones, like starting to do previews where they pick apart the trailers and stuff like that. So so take a look at it. I'll probably have watched that by the time we do our next pod, but it looks awesome. pretty cool. So that's it for me, though, pal. The only thing I want to mention for this Christmas season, there's this movie, I told you about this years ago, obviously all the Christmas classics out there right now, but there's this movie that we, we've watched this now for the last three or four years, came out in 2020, so the last three years. Have you seen Happiest Season on Hulu with Kristen Stewart? You mean no, I've never heard of it. Okay, so the movie on Hulu is called Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart and the other girl is Mackenzie Davis, who's your girl from Station Eleven. Uh, oh, yeah. She's in she's in that and a bunch of that like you'll recognize this entire entire cast it is a christmas movie premise uh, kristen stewart and your girl from station 11 they're in a same-sex relationship kristen stewart wants to propose to her going back to her girlfriend's place for christmas her family does not know that she's a lesbian does not know that kristen stewart's a lesbian and they would not love to, to hear this they have to keep this secret it doesn't, it's a fantastic movie. Is it Let funny? Me, is it like... It's very, very funny, very awkward. Aubrey Plaza's in it, Dan Levy's in it, Allison Brie is in it. It's a great cast, and it is like a Christmas movie. It's a, like, I will get you in a Christmas spirit kind of movie. I very much enjoy it. I'm How have I never heard that? That's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's Happy a Hulu season. movie from about a few years ago. Happy I haven't heard that. that. That sounds like a good mean entire movie. It's a great movie. It's kind of like awkward, like awkward hijinks happen. You have to keep this secret, but it's really good. And kind of at the end of it, definitely kind of hits the notes on all Christmas movies. So I want to give that a shout out. Throw it on the list. Love it, dude. A lot of stuff to watch. Yep. So, all right. Good month, pal. Anything else? That's it, bud. All right. Let's wrap it up. We'll be doing our uh, rehashables next in the beginning of January, 2024. 2024. That's man. You know, I have other ideas for the pod moving forward, but we'll talk about it another time. I, I maybe to do like a maybe year end recap or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe next year. But like doing the pod, it's already been five, so it's fun to fun to chat for a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's awesome. You can get a good excuse to keep watching stuff. It'll be a fun oh. month ahead. So, all right, pal. Talk to you soon. All right, see ya. See ya.